Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome, Brian, Crystal, Gary Spikes. How's everybody doing on a Thursday afternoon? Hey, How you doing, Barb? I'm doing well. How are you? Wonderful. I'll see you soon. Yeah, Everybody's starting to stack up here. Miss White, how you doing there? So what we got going on tonight? Well, tonight we have Sydney Stewart. And um, I know you were, as you're setting things up. Uh, hi, Bill. You just log in. Um, she is a, oh my gosh. We, uh, wait, you guys hear, like I'm blown away. Me and I were talking for about 20 minutes backstage and she is a, um, a, a psychic medium and a spiritual healer from Kentucky um, in the Appalachia area. And um, she has just had so many like encounters. And yeah, so we're going to get her in here and let her introduce herself and get ready for a Welcome, Sydney. Come on down. How you doing Thanks, there? Sydney. Oh. Welcome. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, we were just like, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, oops, going live. So can you just introduce um, yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do? Because it's very interesting, super interesting. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, so my name is Sydney. I own Spiritual So Simple. I'm a psychic energy healer. I'm a certified spiritual healing practitioner. I've had a lot of encounters through the years. Um, and I'm on a paranormal team that does remote cases all over the globe. So it's been pretty different and really fun. Yeah. And you said that you um, are part Native American. Is that what you would said you shared? Yeah. So I was adopted by uh, my father, whose dad is Cherokee. Awesome. So I grew up um, and here in Rush. And um, my <laughs> Cherokee name is Ustijistu, which translates to little rabbit. But I grew oh. up very much with nature worship and a deep kind of understanding of nature, mm -hmm. uh, gratitude for it. Um, but I was actually adopted into that. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome though. That wow. Yeah. Um yeah. So um so oh, gosh, I guess let's get right into um I know you had said you'd mentioned 2016. What was the what was the significance with 2016? Cuz so, I Yeah. 2016 is whenever uh, metaphysically I started helping with taking classes, um doing workshops psychically. So I've been uh, practicing for about seven years. I just found it spiritual so simple within the last year. Okay. Um, but during these past years, I've been doing, whether it's paranormal or psychic or um, any amount of work that way, it's been going on since then. And that was really the year that kind of, I joke that it threw me into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I being like a clairvoyant person um, that was really the first year that I was like, oh, what do you like? What do you mean? I have to learn how to how everyone who goes into this, um, <laughs> whether they go willingly or they're a drag and they're kind <laughs> of, oh, what do you mean? I have to learn how to get this out of my house. <laughs> what do you mean? I have to help other people with this. I'm just trying to take a bath. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Wow. Hi, Pam. Well, that's, that's, wow. Um, so you had been telling me, um, and, and I, you know, we were trying to figure out what exactly to talk about today, because there's really so, 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 so many things. Um, and you had been telling me about um, a, a Bigfoot encounter that you had, and you've had several, I'm sure. Um, but the one that you were telling me about, um, um, let's, if you want to share that with the, with our audience, because that was really 
was that your first, I think you said possibly your first like actual. That was, that was um, like on my property ever. Um, there was one other time where I was camping with a group of friends and uh, there wasn't a siding, but it was kind of like this roar. And then all got this insane like stomach pain. Mm. And like not 20 seconds later, this like huge tree fell over and we were like, man, it's time to go. <laughs> But wow. <laughs> yeah, we were all just tent camping. So we were like, we can't handle anything, <laughs> anything that's here. We got to go. <laughs> well, yeah, especially if they're going to be knocking over big trees like yeah. that. You know? <laughs> um, and yeah, and not to mention the stomach pain. Um, and so then what was then? Uh, yeah, tell us about the, the Sasquatch that you saw on your property. So uh, this one, I have come to the juvenile male. Um, so there was one, one day where it was like really snowy outside middle of winter. And I lived back in a holler, the electric had been out. So we're just trying to make sure the pipes don't freeze over <laughs> making sure you know, <laughs> the things that you do when you live out in the country and there's right. so Um, so I'm out under the house. Um, and this was the first time this, at this point, I didn't realize that it was a Bigfoot, uh, but there had been a bamboo uh, and it's like this in invasive kind of bamboo. It's not like real bamboo. Um, they had like snapped in half and then gotten launched probably 25 feet <laughs> from like the line uh, where it is like over to where I was. Wow. And I was like, I, I think the pipes are good. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh, the more the time where I was like, oh, this is something that I have to see was um, mm -hmm. I was driving home and this is probably it would have to have been a couple months later because there wasn't very much snow or anything on the ground mm -hmm. um, and I've got a pretty long driveway and it was really dark so I'm pulling in and uh, the driveway you get like kind of to the back of my house okay. before anything happens and all of a sudden I see it's like this kind of um, like a vision of a like probably like a and I but I can see him kind of like ma not materializing but do you know what I mean where you see it in your mind's eye mm-hmm mm -hmm. so he's showing me this like six foot five ish Sasquatch who is like having the biggest teenage temper tantrum of his life like I came to his room and he was like this like guttural roar that I've still never heard anything that sounds like it to this day. Um, and it was very much a get out of here. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was that time. And I remember something really different about it was he had these kind of like red eyes. Oh, wow. The only time that I've ever like seen any of them have like glowing kind of like red eyes. And I think it was, probably some kind of like intimidation factor. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, but I end up like I back out of the driveway and I have to gather myself and I'm like, all right, I can't let this angry teenager <laughs> tell me mm -hmm. I can't go home. Yes. <laughs> wow. I back into the driveway and um, get inside and uh, through like a we have like this back and forth of him just being really aggressive <laughs> for a couple of months and me uh, just kind of going straight inside and being like, I don't know what exactly is going on. 
I don't know what to do. I'm not trying to tell him to leave, but I'm trying to tell him he can't keep being this way. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of made this, uh, came to like an agreement where um, as kind of like an honoring of my land, I would not recognize him in the honoring that I do of my land until he stopped being as active. And as I made it clear that I didn't mean any harm, mm -hmm. but um, out of respect for the land that I'm on, don't want harm to befall me or anything on it in any kind of way. We kind of like uh, smoothed each other out a little bit, I think. Okay. <laughs> and he, um, he, he was kind of cool after that. He would come and go. Um, he left last year, I think it was, and I haven't seen him. I think he's oh. something. Okay. Do you think that he was part, um, or you said possibly like Rogue, he was on his own, do you think? Or was he, yeah, he I, a clan there with him, just he was kind of on his own? I think so, because there was no, uh, no like females there, mm -hmm. uh, no, no signs of like anything else. There was this like, I did get it. I gave it to one of my friends, but I got it probably a cast, maybe 13, 14 inches long of like when he through and it was muddy. Um, oh. it was, that was cool. <laughs> okay. Was it, did it look human? The foot? Print? Yeah. It, it had the kind of like, um, you know, the curve, have you ever like waited on a frosted glass and like put the end of your hand to it and like made mm -hmm. the like, foot stamp? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so it kind of had the same human-like curve. Okay. Um, and it had five toes, but it the spread was really large. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I had for sizing comparison at the time was a little hubs bottle, like the juice. <laughs> yeah. I, I grabbed that and I put it beside it, and it was, like, just so small in comparison to it. Wow. Wow. That was smart, though, because it, it really is to, to have something, you know, um, because it's when, um, yeah, like I said, very smart, because I know that we'll say people will say, oh, well, you know, I, I saw this footprint, but I didn't know what to I, I had no way to measure it. And that's a great. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> um, now, you also told me about um, a situation where you encountered uh, like dogmen, but they were young. And, I, you know, I almost feel like they kind of like adopted you as their maybe mother figure, do you think? Like, that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Um, it was, so I haven't had very many experiences with dogmen as a whole. Um, okay. Really before this didn't understand what they were. Like, you know, everybody hears Sasquatch and I was like, okay, I had a time with that. <laughs> I saw that good <laughs> for a while um, <laughs> until he smell it out. Um, but whenever, it was the dogman. It was very much the same feeling as um, like the way that I could tell that this Sasquatch was a juvenile, like by the young feeling in the same way mm -hmm. when speaking with spirits or ghosts that have passed or even people like whenever you can feel this, the youth kind of like the smaller feeling is how I would describe it. Um, like there's a little not naivety, but, you know, like yes. that little mindset there. Um, they had that about them as well. There were four of them there. Um, hello. Jean, yeah, Hudson saying hi. <laughs> but there were four of them there, and they had um, these jackal-like heads. Wow. And they were bipedal. Um, they, 
they kind of like would roam the hills around where I live, but they would always come back like pretty close to my home. Wow. Uh, so after a while, I would always find myself kind of like doing a mental check on them. I'd be like, you guys doing okay? Um, just there was never any like a uh, mature energy around them. That was the same. Okay. Um, one Jean had said, Sydney, is it a spirit of youth? Is that what you would say? Um, yeah, like very much it's, there's no maturity to it. It's mm -hmm. very, um, something still finding its footing. You can tell it's testing its boundaries, seeing mm -hmm. what it can do, um, that kind of feeling. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, so go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, where's that? Um, you said that, oh, you were just uh, just describing that they would kind of just roam the hills and you would kind of do like a mental check-in with them. What color were they? What did, You said they looked like jackals, but... They were really dark. Um, okay. mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I saw very much detail at all. Um, okay. if, if there was a lot more detail, I'd completely mm -hmm. miss it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, it was it was nice. They they never as much as they would kind of be broody or um, just kind of snap things in the woods, and you could tell that they would be going and like terrorizing the cattle and whatever else they would do. Um, they they were good to have around. They weren't um, as aggressive as I've come to understand dogmen typically are, um, but I think that's part. It's part of because they were so young. Um, and I saw they hung around for a while, um, but eventually, uh, what I was telling you is I believe that they were wiped out by something else. That's sad. Yeah, that it was very, I it was so sad. I felt uh, so in doing like the paranormal work that I do mm -hmm. and kind of like having taken on this, not the role of looking after them, but of like connecting with them and, you know, mm -hmm. and I told you they were able to kind of communicate in a way where it was general idea instead of like really articulate uh, work for me at least. Mm -hmm. It was very much, um, it was really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that um, and you said you think that a wraith, um, what, can you tell the, um, yeah, tell our audience what, what you would consider a wraith? So I've never had any experience with a wraith um, other than if this was one, I had described this to a couple of my friends who um, are also in other paranormal investigative groups and they were telling me that that's what this could be. But it was a really large kind of hunched over white figure. Um, it had kind of like spindly, like little back legs and then it curved really large. And then it, it kind of like moved its head the best way I could describe it is um, Is it a rake? R-A-K-E? They said it was a wraith. Is it a, a wraith. wraith? Okay, yeah, but not not a, or is it a, a rake? Is like a white, uh, very skinny thing that kind of crawls on all it, fours, but, have, but is human? Skinny, it was a uh, Okay. Of course, I don't know if it had been feeding a lot or what it is. It had a pretty wide rib cage comparatively, and it was mm. hunched over. So maybe um, a wraith. I don't know. Yeah, what what is a wraith? You know, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of uh heard of one, and uh or I should say I, sh I had never like 
at physically interacted with one at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause a rake is different. Yeah. than a wraith. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to, um, I don't hmm. know what a wraith is. I know what a wraith yeah, is. All right. I, I know like, a wraith I've heard like of like a, like a spirit, like an, like a ghost or spirit, almost like a, like a negative. Usually they have a negative, but I'm not sure what the physical description would be. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think what it sounds like, it's a rake. Yeah. But I'm not for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. Well, <laughs> it was a rake. <laughs> yeah. To be determined. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'll find a picture of you and, you know, or a picture of it and send it to you. Yeah. And see what, yeah. But anyway, so, all right. Yeah. Oh, um, so Penny Van is saying a wraith is, is like a ghost image of someone. Oh, okay. So it may have been a rake. It okay. sounds more fake. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> but it kind of like passed through um, like where I was sitting at the time it was in, uh, it was downstairs looking out the back window, which faces um, kind of near the woods and uh, where the dogmen typically were, it was like over on this side and it was kind of passing. You come up through like a kind of clearing whenever you're looking like, directly back out this window and then you go into the woods if you like turn off left a little bit. Okay. Um, it came through and I remember uh just feeling absolutely when I saw it just feeling absolutely very drained oh. um, like it, it felt kind of like you know when you you know when you're really sick and you take a NyQuil uh-huh okay so that's a picture can you see that Sydney that's a picture of a rake supposedly is what does that look I, anything like the spindly legs and the fact that it's white mm -hmm. it, it has a lot of similarities this thing okay was maybe more hunched over, but it could have been mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, he said a rate oh, the concept of a wraith has been around. Yeah. So I think uh, that's a uh, ghost specter in an in, insubstantial in form or semblance shadow, a barely visible gaseous or vaporous column. Um, yeah. So this sounds like, yeah, more, more of like a rake, but anyway, so, all right, so we'll, so we'll go on. <laughs> um, so it came through and I remember getting absolutely drained. It was kind of like whenever you're sick and you take a NyQuil and mm -hmm. that just takes, like, just takes everything from you. Um, it was very similar um, in that vein. Um, yeah, Jean I, said when a rake walks, they are hunched almost in half. And that sounds exactly like what you're saying, right? I think hunched I over. Very much hunched over mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but after I remember getting so drained, I had to like try to go away from where the window was. Um, and it wasn't maybe a few minutes later, maybe four or five. Um, I started smelling this like very viscerally, this nasty, like rotten death smell. Um, it, it was different in than what um, I would associate with like it being like a demonic stench. Mm -hmm. So um, this this smell kind of like rotting animal or like that is what I would associate it with. Mm -hmm. um, and I started seeing flashes of kind of like this of dismemberment. Oh. And it, it was it was very sad um, after mm. that, oh. like kind of like the check ins that I would do with them to like keep them mm. on like radar um it, it like flatlined and oh. um, that was absolutely never so i that's why 
it killed them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's that's sad. That's sad. You know, because I, I wonder, we hear, um, we get so many bad, uh, like uh, reports of them being aggressive and aloof and not really, you know, communicating very much with people. And it seems like you were so tuned into this little pack. Um, yeah, and, th and that's sad. So, because I wonder if they would have, you know, if they would have been able to progress into adulthood, what the difference would be, but that's sad. Um, it was like watching them interact socially was really nice. Um, like being able to connect with them. They were always like, wobbling and you could always tell that one was trying to become the alpha but it was in the way where you're watching four runts to get at each other <laughs> like that's, so cool. that's like a feeling that i associate with them still oh, wow wow really fun. oh that's yeah i'm so sorry about that though that's and when was that when did that happen that's, they, um that's been a couple that's been a few years at least okay, okay. All right. So then um, we were also talking about, um, you had said about hybrids. So tell me a little bit about, or, you know, tell us what you meant when you're talking about hybrids that you've experienced. So whenever we're doing house cleansings or, um, they're very loving. That's what I felt like, Jean, really. Wow. Um, That's sweet. Um, <laughs> the hybrid thing so um anyone who's clearing out houses or uh if you've been into any kind of uh paranormal investigation um things once you rule out that it's something actually that's going on paranormally instead of you know like a leaky faucet or a creaky floorboard or just you know someone narcissistic living in the same house as other people oh. uh, like the things that you normally rule out um, a lot of the times, most commonly what I'll find, um, is like a lower level fear demon, or it'll be something like a mimic or, uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's a loved one or sometimes a not so loved one <laughs> who is hanging around or something like that. But, um, here in the past year or so we've seen, we've encountered more kind of hybrid like things. Um, is how I would best describe it. I've talked to a couple other uh, that live like in our area and they've said that they've seen the same thing where it'll be this mixture and they feel kind of test tube-ish, um, but very much legitimate in the same way where you can tell the difference between something that is actually demonic and something that is um, like an elemental um, mm. of that energy these very much do feel like they're coming from the um, kind of demonic plane. And they can be like a mix between like a fear class and a chaos class. Uh, so it, it's very, that's been really different. Wow. Yeah. What do you think is, is happening, creating these? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I don't exactly know what, what they're cooking up. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? creates them who do you think is it a you know a thought like a like we were talking about tulpas which is a thought form um something that over a broad group of people believe in something and so then it creates this this uh thing you know this um entity do you think it's something like that or do you think it's different I, it feels to me like a more natural occurrence 
um, it doesn't feel like there's somebody like a some kind of practitioner or, or something in our area cooking things up and shaking them up and popping the bottle cap or anything like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no conjuring or whatever. You know, you don't think it's anything like that. Okay. It doesn't feel like that to me, at least. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess you. I mean, yeah. I think that you have so much experience. You know, you would you would probably be able to tell the difference. Um, so what what do they uh, do? Do they have a do they look like anything or is it just a like a general feeling or, 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 you know, audio or a smell or what, what do you. Um, they look differently dif because like they all will look like a slight variation, right? Even if you're talking of something in the same class. Okay. But these you'll see, you'll see like the stripes of, um, like a fear class and you'll see horns of like a chaos class. And typically you don't see those together unless you're dealing with something like a mimic, which is, you know, which is going to represent whatever it is that the person that it's feeding on would be like, oh, this is something I'm afraid of. And they'll just change their shape into that. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. How do you, um, how did you, I don't how did you learn about all of these different, like, I didn't, I didn't realize that there were different, did you, you may have known Grizzly. I didn't realize there were different. Some, yes. You know, like, I know there's different levels, but I didn't realize there were different classes and stuff. How do you, how did, you know, that's really interesting. So um, about seven years ago is whenever, like I said, I was kind of thrown into the deep end of, oh, uh -huh. what's really going on here? I wasn't planning on learning how to do any of this stuff, but um, it started me uh, learning how to um, secure my own space um, and then slowly learning how to do that for others. Mm -hmm. And since about 2016, it's been a, just a steady stream of helping other people with their paranormal cases. Um, that's part of why I found it spiritual so simple because it would, it would get to the point where I would run down to Walmart. I'd be looking for something, you know, like a mascara or something, and someone would just get the vibe off and they'd be like, hey, I really oh. love what you're wearing. Um, do you ever have like bumps in the middle of the night at your house? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> People are just drawn, drawn to you. So, wow. Yeah, any, every empathic person in the world shares that <laughs> just among <laughs> us all. <laughs> yes, I have to say, yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> wow. Um, yes, yeah, so, all right. So um, then you said you're with a team now that does... Um, is that you can, you can say, you can, can you mention who they are, who your team uh, is? It, it just goes by paranormal investigations. Um, I could send it at some point if you want. Facebook. Oh, yeah, sure. um, okay. yeah. we, do, we do remote work around the globe. Um, okay. We've had some pretty interesting cases. Um, whenever you start going into different regions of the world, you deal with different kinds of things. So that's been very interesting and very informative. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us about um, something that would, you know, um, without violating any type of privacy, oh, obviously, yeah. you know, um, some, I don't know, you know, interesting cases that you've. Two, I have two that come to mind when you ask for uh, mm -hmm. cases. Uh, the first one was an actual legitimate where um, we were dealing with a, a possession and uh, the gentleman, which is, you know, very very rare it's not a thing that you deal with very commonly um 
by any means. Um, and it, this did happen to be a very legitimate case and it was a gin. Oh, uh, which I heavily relied on my teammates to help me navigate that because I had not interacted with that before. Mm -hmm. it, it's very like the the rules, like when you're rules lawyering with them, it's very different mm -hmm. uh, compared to just if you're dealing with something demonic. Okay, uh, where where was this um, man located? Was he in the United States or was he somewhere else? I believe he was in Zimbabwe. Okay, okay. Yeah, which would make sense with it being a, yeah, Jen. Wow. So then how did you have to, what was the difference? Um, how did you have to deal with that? Um, dealing with that, it, it is the, it's a similar process. It's just uh, making room for the culture. Uh, okay. Itself. Uh, different things respond to different, uh, different kinds of exorcisms, I guess you would say. Okay. Getting rid was, of them. Was it successful? Did you? Were you able to help him? Yeah. So wow. fortunately, uh, this was a case where it, it was dealt with. And since then, uh, he never contacted with another issue. Okay. So uh, very, wow. you know, very blessed and very grateful that it mm -hmm. went well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The other thing that um, whenever you're asking for something that's like uh, <laughs> kind of in that uh, in a different vein, there was a gentleman who wanted more than anything to just be on a TV show. Oh. And uh, I won't say his name or won't say, I think he actually <laughs> ended up getting on a TV show. Yeah. But that was all he wanted more than anything. So he would try his, his, his like absolute damnedest, his best to rip portals open in his home. Oh, wow. To, uh, I mean, like this man is going online. He's going on what he would consider like dark websites to try whatever he can to get oh my gosh. in his own home. So that way he can get a TV crew in there. But like, to be honest, it's an extremely unfortunate situation. Because he, uh, I know he had at least two children in the home. Oh no. His wife was the one who contacted and she was like, is there anything you can do? Oh. At, um, and in this situation, it was, um, it's kind of like bailing water out of a boat that's half gone. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you do, he mm -hmm. would try something new uh, at the expense of, you know, their children waking up with like the telltale, like the bruises, the scratches, having the nightmare. Oh. And, I'm, and I'm sure that if he was someone willing to go through those measures, that he was no peach anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, that one, that one was uh, more unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. And and how did that? Is that still going on? Do you have any idea? Or I have not been in contact with him. Uh, the last mm -hmm. that I have heard as an update from one of my teammates that he actually was able to get on mm. show and um, was trying to get on another show and was. Uh, we we had talked with other teams uh, in the community who had gone who had worked with him, and he was like, "Yeah, um, I'm just trying to stir things up." Like he would open for you, uh, regardless of what the situation was. The best thing to do, um, all we could advise is just you know get away from. Him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, it's so unfortunate for the kids. T terrible. Ugh. So um, let's see. Yeah. So what else? 
what else can we talk about? Oh my gosh, you have so many just amazing. Um, what else do you want to share with us today? Uh, what do you want to get? I'm sorry for like the awkward pauses in silence. <laughs> no, that's no. I mean, and I'm just so, I don't, I, there's so much. Um, I don't know. We'll see like our viewers. Is there something that you want to hear? For, I mean, just, just, I don't know. Just tell us that he just, whatever you can. <laughs> yeah. So when did you realize you had abilities? Um, probably like I've always been a clairvoyant person and it wasn't anything that was shunned the way that I was brought up. But um, one of the most uh, like poignant memories I have is so one way that I do readings is um, totem work uh, or staring at people's faces and things will come through, whether it's like a past life or an animal totem um, or, you know, their spirit, messenger, masculine, feminine, different things can come forth. And, you know, back when I'm eight, nine years old, I don't know anything <laughs> about that. Um, and I would remember like having cousins or friends sleep over um, and it would be really dark at night. And um, the longer I would stare at people's faces, if I was looking at them, you know, eye to eye, sometimes their faces would start to morph mm -hmm. and I would squall and scream and carry on and be like, oh my God, what's happening? And they'd be like, oh my God, what's, what are you, what do you mean what's happening? Is there something on my face? <laughs> um, so it's been um, something that was there. Um, and then and I'd say for a few years, it was something that uh, was really, really pushed down for like a lack of a better way to say it. Um, and then it was very much a feeling and a, like a situation of, well, you don't really have a choice <laughs> mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, people That's very out. interesting. Yes, it is. It is. Um, so uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, Bigfoot, he said, any experience with crypts? But I think, did he mean cryptids or did you yes. mean crypts? cryptids? I think she answered that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, she has. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to go back and, and listen to some of that. Um, right. So now, what about, go ahead. yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Right now, um, what, one thing that I'm doing is like aura portraiture. Okay. So um, I've done readings for people for probably about seven or years or so. And um, I kept hearing people be like, oh my God, I wish I could see what you're seeing when you tell me about what's going on. So eventually I start, I like came to a point where I was like, okay, just hang on. And I started, uh, you know, like drawing it out and it escalated to where uh, now I do like watercolor paintings and such of auras and I read them um, like nine to 15 months out. And oh, wow. actually reading the auras it's been um, like a really nice learning curve and a good experience. And um, I'm writing a book on Aura Anatomy right now. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been getting into like the seven layers of the aura in depth and learning to read like the colors, the hues, uh, like what it means while having like symbology come out through different people. Um, so that's been really fun. And I go to like several locations and do that. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Um, can you see, so you can just look at like, you can look like Grizzly and I, you can see our auras. Is that how that works? Or do you have to be in present with the person? I do do it remotely. Um, it's a little bit of, it's just opening like the psychic stream and connection between two people. Um, okay. you would like just do any kind of remote work. Oh, wow. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What What do you think, Grizzly? What else can we talk about? Because I'm just I'm just blown away, away by. So, what do you tell people about the spirit world, uh, the, the non-believers? Um, I just decided to stop having any stop having like something to prove about it <laughs> because you can never please somebody who wants to close themselves off. Like it's just kind of the stance that I'm at right now with it. I think it's very healthy to have skepticism and I think it's absolutely necessary. Um, and I would never recommend anyone to jump wholeheartedly into um, dealing with like paranormal experiences, especially without being prepared and learning at least some base level like psychic defense. Um, as far as like just spirituality in itself, then I think it's just part of their journey. <laughs> if they want to be closed off, that's that's okay. And if I can help move them on any rung on the ladder, that's great. And if not, somebody else may, and that's great too. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you think about Bigfoot when when you realized it was real? What was your thoughts? That I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> I it it sounds like a bad joke, but one of my one of my friends um, is a wonderful psychic medium and author, and she had another local shop here that uh, we act we're actually in the same paranormal group. And she would tell me how she would have all these cryptid uh, Bigfoot experiences at her house, maybe thirty minutes away, and I would be like, "Okay, yeah," <laughs> like we would be actively uh, helping people get rid of attachments, and we would be helping them. Uh, whether it's just, you know, helping someone pass along to the other side or whatever it may be. But the second she was like, yeah, I'm having these Bigfoot things going on, I would be like, okay. <laughs> uh, not necessarily disbelief, but very much like, I, I, I'll I, need to see something. I need, I, I'm not completely shut off to it, but I've not experienced anything like it. And I, as much as... Um, she is a very trustworthy source and has proved herself to be. I just haven't experienced that. Mm -hmm. So whenever I experienced it for the first time, I was like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of things that can people do to protect themselves? Like you said, um, what kind of things do you suggest? So I actually do like a psychic development and um, psychic defense workshops and classes here as well. Um, the basics that I run everybody through are shielding, grounding, and cleansing. Uh, from there is where your foundation is, and you can build from that. But if that foundation is shaky, mm -hmm. then you're never going to have, like, as stable of a defense as you could have. And um, just those, like, returning to the basics, those steps are really more than beneficial if you're in any kind of scenario that calls for it. Um, if you have a strong enough shield, uh, you can deflect so many things that whether it's paranormal or just, you know, somebody giving you a really bad stank eye and <laughs> just send you bad energy intentionally or not. Um, uh, like just having that awareness, and bringing like that focus to your shields um, okay. is invaluable. Uh, that's where I would have everybody start with. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Um, Gene Hudson asks, Sydney, what do you think the forest people are? What are the forest people? You tell me. Oh my God. 
So we, she has a lot of experience. Jean does, has a lot of experience with Sasquatch, you know, Bigfoot. And that's what, um, a lot of people will say that, 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 that they will, they refer to themselves as forest people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what, right, Jean, that's what she was meaning. So what do you think that they are? Do you think they're physical, you know, flesh and blood, um, maybe interdimensional, multidimensional? What do you think? I've heard, one thing that I've heard a lot that rings somewhat true to me, um, is that they are native to earth mm -hmm. uh, like inherently native to earth in a way where humans come a little bit later okay like an ancient yeah i think uh the way that you know they can blend and so casually go in into this energetic spaces of the earth in a way that humans not can't necessarily do um would you know i think that's mm -hmm. a really good point in that direction so do you think that they can um uh move through like we say possibly like portals or dimensions is that um you know because because sometimes they will they'll be there and then they'll just kind of disappear out of view do you think they're kind of stepping out of this i don't know do you know what i mean like react yeah i think it's <laughs> something with a frequency change because like I said, like we would get those um, anytime it was a unfamiliar Sasquatch or we weren't wanted there very clearly uh, by the ones um, that we encountered, uh, mm -hmm. we would get that kind of stomach ache and um, we would get a headache with it too. And you could just tell it, something is hitting you at the wrong frequency to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with the way that um, they kind of astrally show themselves i could very much see it being a like a rapid change of frequency or something like oh, that. oh interesting yeah i like that um debbie had asked do you come from other family with spiritual abilities uh yeah i do um it um goes up my matrilineal side um i don't know that anybody on that side would <laughs> tell you anything about it mm -hmm. they're very <laughs> ethic um very kind of shut off, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Why do you think people go missing on the Appalachian Trail? That's so interesting. Um, we have a lot of cave systems. I keep going. I keep going back to the cave systems. I don't know if it's necessarily that they get lost, or. I don't, I don't really know, <laughs> but I do. Um, I have seen at the overlays, the uh, cave systems that we have here in Appalachia with the ones of missing peoples in the U.S. And uh, like those spot, like very much aligned where those cave systems are. Um, and I think that's super, super interesting. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask because, you know, uh, we worked on some cases a while back earlier this year about missing people and it's just fascinating uh with things out there in the wild that does exist and people don't realize i didn't know if there's any connection to that or not so i you know with your abilities and your background i wanted your spin on it i honestly don't know like a real 
through uh this is a thought through answer as far as like like thoughts that i i have heard a lot of examples that i wouldn't want to how would you say like high in like their government rankings i guess <laughs> like i'm not in that at all so i don't know how they would say it um and there are a lot of things that we as regular people like do not know about or don't know about um mm -hmm. and there are a lot of lines between like the astral world and the physical world that seem to cross there what about the feral people do you believe in them like the people who are treated into the parks and just live yes like, the feral people mm -hmm. like the hills have eyes people i don't i haven't encountered any that would be i i don't think that but what about you? <laughs> uh, we know they exist. Mm -hmm. uh, we know there's been several cases uh, where people have vanished and there's been report of them. Uh, there's people live in Harlan County and surrounding counties that witness these people going through trash. And uh, it's very disturbing. Uh, mm -hmm. The government knows they live there. Mm -hmm. So... But, you know, with you being down there, I wanted to see how what, what you thought about it. I hear more about things like, are, like, are you familiar with me? And you keep cutting out? Yeah. With uh, No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. With what? We with mimics. Oh, yes. okay. Or, like, talking with demonologists and stuff. I'm sure that you've, like, heard a lot about them. So mm -hmm. one thing that I hear a lot is the cross between... Um, like whenever I encounter mimics, it's on the astral plane and like, sure, like a ghost can, they could move a pin, they could do something like that if they had enough juice, um, you know, influencing people's dreams, you know, feeding off of their fear, things like that. But I've heard that um, it's way more physical whenever you get into certain spaces, like in the national parks, um, like it's more or less like it would be as tangible as this ink pen. Wow. Right. No, that makes sense. Uh, Roger Blair living in extreme eastern Kentucky. I've never seen any feral people myself. So, yeah. and, you know, some people yeah. don't, some people do. So, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Tennessee, Kentucky Bigfoot, the narcotic farm was a government funded prison, a rehabilitative center and research center in Lexington, Kentucky between 1935 mm -hmm. and 1974. Yeah, I read up about that when I lived in Lexington. So, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. You know, and I, and just like I live near Seattle, um, and you could say that sadly that there's feral people. Uh, you know, what else would you even, people that, you know, with mental, um, physical issues that they're just allowed to roam the streets and do whatever and no one, can do anything about it and just really see yeah, it's a sad situation so um okay yeah do you think it's a, it's a situation like that that they bring oops lost her. okay okay <laughs> okay lost your okay do you think it's a situation like that sydney or do you think it's you know um 
What what do you think? As far like, as my ideation, like my <laughs> this may sound terrible, my ideation, my hope would be that it's a situation where um, it would be groups of indigenous peoples who were actually able to escape into the mountains mm -hmm. uh, who were here um, to be able to kind of have a kind of uh, foothold in the hills, if you would, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, if it if it's a scenario where they are doing the like wild things that we hear about in like <laughs> in stuff where it's like the hills have eyes or things like that, um, then who knows? It yeah. could be could be anything. <laughs> we have a question. Um, you had said something about mutants. Um, I'm and then uh, this is from Tennessee, Kentucky Bigfoot. You had said something about mutants. I'm under the impression Middle Tennessee has lots of them. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, mutants. I, I think guess maybe, he's referring but, to feral people. I'm not yeah, for sure. Or or the hybrids, maybe. Maybe that's what um maybe that's what he was referring to. Yeah. But you were talking more in terms of like um with spirits, is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, as far as if it was the hybrid thing, then we've had that um pretty much all over the US and a couple people in Australia that we've spoken to have seen that as well. Uh, we've seen it very focused like here in the Appalachian region, but it, that could be because we are so focused here in the Appalachian region. Um, mm -hmm. But it's definitely been more this year than I've seen, you know, in previous like four or five years. Yeah. Wow. Um, as far as other um, cryptids or, you know, elementals, um, things like on, of that nature that people don't really like, I like we're thinking now that there was a rake um, with your with your little dogmen. Um, have you seen any, you know, kind of weird things like that? Um, yeah, I'd love to tell you about the not deer that I saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oof. Uh, so I was uh, driving um, down in the backwoods. I mean, gravel roads, mm -hmm. uh, like 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes from my house. And um, we take this, it, it was probably close to like 11 o'clock, you know, somewhere around midnight. Okay. Um, and I see what looks to be a doe at first. But I'm like, something is seriously wrong with this dough um, because it's it looked almost like paper thin, like flat in the face, like two dimensional. And I was like, that's like, the you know how this uncanny valley thing of when you stare at something and you're like, I don't know what's wrong with this, but it's very wrong. Well, mm -hmm. after my eyes started to adjust a little bit um, and like the as we like turn the car and the light like hits it more and more. Um, I start seeing that it has more of like a cat-like body. Like, oh. you know how like, cats, um, like their shoulders kind of roll and you can see that kind of like feline, um, mm -hmm. like movement, I guess you would call it. Um, so seeing that and then seeing the connected head of like this doe that was not a doe, like as it turned its head, it's like that, uh, like the head of the doe went like paper thin flat as it turned and it was oh, wow. like how you know pugs have like really small snouts mm -hmm. it was like it went like two-dimensionally like paper flat and i was like oh wow no <laughs> oh, <my laughs> like, oh, yeah, just keep <laughs> but that's living <laughs> wow how big was that thing like about the size of a doe about the size of like like a really sturdy doe okay 
Was it odd? Like a shorter neck, like a stockier neck, though. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What would that be? Have you ever heard of anything like that, Grizzly? I've heard of animals coming in in 2D before. So I, I don't know what they are. Like I said, you know, uh, there's all kinds of creatures where she lives in that region. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's wow. it's endless. So, yeah. So what else have you, what else have you seen it with or encountered that would be, you know, you want to talk about or that would be. Yeah. Um, let's see. As far as cryptids go, it's mostly those three that I've personally encountered, except um, there was one time at a relative of mine's home, I believe it was a Wendigo that I had encountered. Um, oh. I was deep in the woods with someone and it was this like kind of push, you know, whenever the wind is like pushing at your back, like really strong and you like get moved. It was like that without the wind. Um, oh. Physically see this, but it was this feeling of, and again, it didn't feel demonic. It felt very earthy, but like uh, probably the word I would use is like mutated in a way. It, it didn't feel like elemental earthy. Mm. It was like, this is of the earth plane and instead of like demonic and earth, plane, it was like, this is of the earth plane and whatever this is, is maliciously unhappy wow um, yeah it um it had laid kind of like its line of property or territory like at a certain spot in the woods that we had gone oh. through and it was and, kind of pushing you out do you think is that what you mean yeah it did not want it did wow. not want to for sure okay hmm. wow um, are, are So are you of the belief, like with Wendigo, like they say it's something that has, um, what, 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 what have you heard? What would you say? What would your description of a Wendigo be? I guess I should say. Because I know that different um, Native Americans have different, you know, thought processes on that. And yeah. what do you, so what do you think? Um, I've also heard different things about um, whether it's like consuming people mm -hmm. or something of that nature it, or... Uh, there's another thing as well where it is, um, it's actually not a Wendigo, it's becoming another kind of guardian spirit where you basically offer up your soul as a, um, like you yourself would become the guardian of a certain like piece of land mm -hmm. as it being like ancestral land, like you mm -hmm. and the earth are one. And um, whenever you pass, uh, you've made that kind of bind and uh, typically, um, it's a very like ritual way of which you die, um, but then you don't incarnate past that. Mm. Uh, instead, you um, you incarnate as that spirit, and you don't have like multiple reincarnations after that. You moonlight or anything like that is your eternal form at that point. Mm. So you do you retain like uh, like your human? I mean, you know, or or do you take on more of a you know, like a, a nature-like appearance, I guess. Um, from what I know, it's a it's very much a blend. Like your humanity slowly like goes, oh. I guess. But it's not that you're there to protect humans; you're there to protect the land. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, interesting. Very interesting. Wow, this is just, yeah, we're getting so many good comments. They're just loving the show and loving the, yeah, yeah loving the information. Oh my goodness. So um, I guess let's talk about, yeah, let people know how they can get in contact with you and, and, what, and what you offer. Yeah, um, you can find me on spiritosimple.com. Um, okay. Psychic readings, workshops, classes. Um, if you're having paranormal issues, let us know. Uh, we do take care of that or investigate with no charge at all. Um, that's something that um, is a peeve of mine when people are like, you know, pay me all this money and we'll get rid of the thing that's basically got you trapped in an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's a peeve of mine just personally. Um, yeah. But I do uh, psychic portraits or a painting, just a bunch of stuff. You can find me there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. 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 Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. to have you. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So does anybody, before we let Sydney go, let us know. Do you have any questions? Um, do you have anything more, Grizzly? You want to no, ask? No, it's been wonderful. I know it really has been. Oh my gosh, Sydney. Wow. We'll have to stay in touch and, and let me know. Yeah. If, if anything happens. Yeah. Very, yeah, very cool. Yep. Great content. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Yeah, well, well, thank you very you. much. Yeah. And uh, nice having you, Sydney, and from coast to coast around the world, yeah. honey. Have a thank good night. Good night, Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not Jim Monk? <laughs> It's a grizzly. Ah, money here. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Oh, Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe.
<laughs> Paul! <laughs>